Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. This is Jennifer. Now this week, we're gonna finish up our series on how to earn media for your medical practice. We're gonna talk about how you can connect with local TV stations. Doctors and practice managers can easily have a competitive advantage if they know how to build relationships with their local TV stations to send out their marketing messages. Whether you're adding new physicians, offering unique treatments, or implementing a new technology, you can reach a broad audience by connecting with television stations. And it may be a little simpler than you even thought. In this week's episode, Shannon Delaney, planning editor for Central Florida Spectrum News 13, joins our guest host, Keith Landry, to discuss the best ways for doctors and managers to push through the newsroom maze at local TV stations and get yourselves covered on the local news. Now, Shannon Delaney is the planning editor for Spectrum News 13, and she's responsible for planning the day-to-day news coverage, in-depth interview segments, hurricane coverage plans, rocket launches, election year coverage, and she produces content for their newscast. She previously worked at Fox 35 as an assignment editor for Good Day Orlando and on the general assignment desk. You're really going to get a lot out of this conversation that she and Keith have. And I think at the end of it, you're going to feel better equipped to put out that first press release and to get your doctor on the local TV station. So let's get right to it. Hello, everyone. I'm Keith Landry. Thanks for listening in. And we're joined today by Shannon Delaney, the planning editor with Spectrum News 13. And we're going to talk a little bit today about how doctors and Uh, medical practice managers can connect with their local TV station to get out that marketing message. Shannon, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you again. I'll tell folks that you and I had the pleasure of working together several years back. So you have a a good amount of experience in TV news. Yes, I do. We worked together, um, I believe, at Fox 35. So we were there. I started October 2015. So we had at least a year together. Wow. Good deal. Good deal. So tell us what you do as the planning editor at Spectrum News 13 so folks can have a little perspective on, on the things you'll share. So as a planning editor here at News 13, I am the person that you want to be speaking to for any planned events. If you send your press releases to the assignment desk, Mm -hmm. but really I would be the one inputting them into our system, which is called Dillette. I plan for day by day, Monday through Friday. I help coordinate coverage for when the president visits, the democratic debates or presidential debates. Um, And also I do any sort of long-term planning in regards to rocket launches, We just had the crude launch at the end of May, so I was in charge of coordinating coverage for that as well and helping out our producers that were doing the coverage. So you see a fair amount of news releases at least come across your desk. Absolutely. Our email is full of news releases. 
Hmm. Fascinating. Well, what I want to do now is put on a little mini clinic for doctors and, and medical practice managers on how they can best connect with you and what you want to see as they try to get themselves on the news. So let's start with the pitch and the news release. What do you want to see, Shannon, when somebody sends a news release to your newsroom? I want to see who, what, where, when, and then the body could be why. If you put at the top where the event is taking place, when it's taking place, and who will be there, for me, that helps me because when I'm inputting it into our system, Gillette, which is our planner, it allows me to create the title, the location, the time, and it's just easier for my eyes to find that. You can put the body and the why underneath, but a lot of news releases that we get to the assignment desk here at News 13, they have it embedded into the body, and sometimes it's difficult to figure out, well, when is this event taking place? Is this today? Is it tomorrow? What time is it even taking place? Um, and I think that that would help out because it's very clear on where it's taking place, where it's happening, who will be there. And when you get into the why, why do we want to be there? What are you guys going to be discussing? What makes this event different compared to any other event that we would be talking to? Here at News 13, we like to focus our storytelling with characters. Mm -hmm. So who there could we focus our story on? If it's a medical clinic that's opening up, how does this clinic differ from other clinics across Central Florida? Is it in a desert where people in vulnerable communities don't necessarily have the resources? Is this going to help them with their drive time, cut down, give them those resources that they might need within that one community? I think that's a great point about developing a character in a story. It's one thing to just have who, what, when, where, why, but when you build a story around a character, it makes it so much easier for the news crew to tell a good story. Absolutely. Let's talk a bit more about the news release. We always coach our public relations clients to make sure that the quote they use in their news release from the central figure, the authority they're having in that news release, is making one of the main points they want to make in case they don't get to make the other three or four points they want to make. How important is the quote to you? Truthfully, uh, here at News 13, I don't necessarily look for the quote. Um, if I need a little bit more background on what the event might be talking about, then I definitely would take it into perspective. But we also always try to take it out of the, the press release. We try to take it out of the event um, just so that way you can add your own narrative to the story. And so I definitely, for in-depths, which is we work together helping produce the in-depths and um, you know, coming up with story ideas for them. I think those quote I might use to form a question for the in-depths. So I think that that's when I would be using those direct quotes that, that would be provided in a news release. Good deal. Let's talk a little bit about events because we coach clients to almost forget about the ribbon cutting. In a crazy world we're in right now, it's pretty hard to expect a news crew to go to your ribbon cutting. But what are the type of events that might actually make it on the news? I think some of the events that might make it on the news would be something that if it's a ribbon cutting, for example, you're right, we might not be able to make it, especially with the current pandemic that we have going on. But if you have 
those characters on site or even on hand, we could at least go to that event to get B-roll. But if you're able to help us find that character to expand that story and expand the narrative, that would help us tremendously covering that event. Um, so if you have someone benefiting from, from this ribbon cutting, then if we could go to where they live or see the area that they're talking about, that then could really expand and advance the story that we're trying to cover. Great points. And Shannon, we make a lot of advice with our clients about planning when to hold their event. And a lot of them have a natural tendency to want to do it on the weekend. And it's interesting to me, I always coach them to do it during the week, preferably around 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. when there's more news crews available to get to it. Does that make your life easier? It does. So a lot of groups do prefer to have them on the weekend, which does make sense just because of their availability. But the staffing on weekends is, is not a lot compared to what you would see during the regular business week. And so Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., you have the opportunity to have either the morning crews that work early morning, so three to noon, cover your event, or you would potentially have daysiders begin their day at your 10 a.m. event. So you have twice the, the opportunity to be able to have coverage for that event if it's at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. And if you're lucky, you might get covered on the noon, maybe a live shot. Correct. Exactly. Good point. So tell us a little bit more about staying on message. I want folks listening to understand that they're not going to get five minutes on the news. A package is probably going to be a minute and a half where the reporter comes out and pre-tapes it. It's on videotape. The in-studio interviews probably two and a half to three minutes. Let's talk about that, how they should prepare to try to get their message in a two to three minute time frame. I think the one thing is to understand that you may provide a 20, you know, a 10 to 15, 20 minute interview, but that's just a raw interview. The reporters are looking for those clear, concise sound bites that tell your point and say your message what was happening. Any sound bite that really goes over 10 seconds might not make it into that reporter package. In-depths here at News 13 are different. Those range between four to five minutes. And we also offer our political connections, our in-focus. So there are different opportunities to get that message, a longer message out. But I would just say, prepare yourself to provide concise answers with whatever the event or the topic might be because that will make it easier on the news side for the photographer and or reporter or editor to be able to cut that perfect soundbite to use in your VOSA or reporter package. We actually coach our clients to come up with three talking points of 10 to 15 seconds and to practice them. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think that works, but I also know that we aren't necessarily looking for the, it to come off very rehearsed. So right. it still has to come off very natural. Um, but as long as it's still in that, you know, a very tight sound, I think that that's a great way because it will teach them to start talking in shorter sentences. Great point. Now, I want to give a little context on in-depth. Those are anchor interviews that, as you said, run four to five minutes where they do delve into a topic a little deeper. And that's why they call it in-depth. 
But that four to five minute time frame is sort of unique in the TV news spectrum in most markets. Uh, would you say that that's a pretty long interview for TV? I would say out of most markets, yes. Um, but the topics that we pick are definitely important and they do merit the amount of time that we're given. You know, sometimes they can go four minutes, other times they could go six. It's really just a conversation between the anchor and the guest on whatever the topic might be. And I think it's a great opportunity for the guest to be able to speak about whatever that topic. Today we spoke with Dr. Jones about reopening schools and safety. And I think that that merits more time than a, a minute 30 package. Absolutely. So hard to get it in there in a minute 30. So what would you say about maybe almost advice to me on managing expectations when the person who is the medical manager or the doctor is so excited that they're going to be on TV and then they see the story air and it's what we call a VOSAD. Essentially, it's the anchor talking, a little video, one 15-second clip from the doctor and another sentence after and that's it. It's a mini story. Tell us about VOSADs. I think the one nice thing about VOSADs here at News 13 is the fact that we are a 24-hour news station. So compared to our competitors, that VOSITE might only get airtime in one hour. But for us, it would be, if say it's a noon VOSAT, that would be in our wheel system until 5 p.m. And so you still only have a 15-second soundbite, but you're airing it from 12 to 4. And that gives them some, it gives them the opportunity to really get that message out there. And that's a unique win anytime you get into a model like that, trying to do public relations where it airs over and over. That's a wonderful win for um, the doctor trying to get his message out or her message out. What other advice would you give to the listeners about trying to sort of make sure that the news understands that they're doing some community-focused things, that maybe that community-focused news pitch is a way to get on the news. I think the way to do it, if you're doing a community-focused story, is you first want to develop the relationship with either the assignment desk, the assignment manager, or if they have a planning editor. Mm -hmm. Because once you build that relationship, you can easily have those communication and conversations with one another about saying, hey, this is what we want to do for the community. This is what we're planning. Uh, there are a lot of marketing agencies or PR uh, employees that reach out to see, hey, do you think that this is something that you might be interested in covering? Even if we don't cover whatever the event might be, we could still take it outside of that event and outside of the meeting and do more of a personal character story on it. Good points. Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. And I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack. Not uh, calling anybody out by name, 
But uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content and they just released 10 steps to a phenomenal patient experience where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, and discover customer service secrets for your entire team. So this course is in addition to the other ones they already have, which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience. This is another course, the new approach to customer service. We've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about. Uh, at InsightTrainingSolutions.io. That's InsightTrainingSolutions.io or just Google Insight Training Solutions. You'll be glad you did. So talk to me a little bit about what I call navigating the newsroom maze. Newsrooms are chaotic. There's months where during sweeps periods, they are keenly focused only on breaking news and stories that they're planning to execute. And then there's other months where they're outside of sweeps where everybody on the staff is trying to squeeze in a vacation. So how do you sort of work through sort of the operational limitations of a newsroom to try to increase the odds you might get on the news? Well, the one thing here at News 13 is we don't necessarily follow the sweeps calendar. Mm -hmm. We have special assignments, so those air twice a week, which is really what you would be seeing during those sweep months. So in a way, we sort of do it every week for the entire year. But I would say if you're trying to get on the newscast, you just want to personalize your story, at least for the way that we like to tell our stories. Um, and I think you just have to continue to build those relationships with with the reporters, the assignment desk, and get your message out, whether that's a press release, a phone call, a text, just, just to make sure that it's on the agenda and on the planner for whatever day that your event might be taking place. Great advice, Darren. I coach our clients to make sure that they know when to call, the best time of the day to call. And I also coach them that after you send a news release, you've only done half the job. You need to call the assignment desk, not during their most stressful time of the day, to make sure somebody put a pair of eyes on your news release. Tell me about the mad shuffle that goes on on the assignment desk. So the assignment desk is where all of the phone calls come in, all of the emails, you're trying to coordinate the crews for day of stories. The best time for someone who's sending out a press release to follow up would be maybe around 1 p.m. because 11 a.m. You're, you're scrambling to get the crews ready for the noon. At noon, you're going for a live shot. 1 p.m., things start to lull. People start getting ready for the 5 p.m. And I think that's also the best time because we also have the shifts changing. So you want to make sure that someone is in their shift and ready to go and they've already followed up on all the emails that they have. So I would say send the email. Don't call immediately after you send it. Just give it some time. And then once you follow up, maybe around 1 p.m., then you can make sure that it's been placed into the planner. So let's talk about the industry moving forward and the way you do your job in terms of where we've been over the last few months. I believe that health news feels more important now than it has over the last several years. People are 
intensely interested in health news now after what we've all lived for the last several months. What, is your, what are you looking for in health news stories? The one thing that we're looking for, again, is to personalize any story. Coronavirus is on all of the news channels. It's on everyone's minds right now. Originally, we were telling the stories of this is what's happening, but now we want to start talking about how are people doing. Maybe someone has recovered from coronavirus, and we would like to talk to them about what their recovery looked like. Maybe they were in the hospital, maybe their family was in the hospital, just to put a face to the story. I think another thing is health is definitely important. We have our health headlines. Uh, majority of our stories from mid-March until now have all been coronavirus. And I think you just need to continue to add that personal touch to be able to tell the stories. You can give all the stats and what doctors are saying, but how is it impacting here? How is it impacting your neighbor? How is it impacting the schools? And I think that that's important to touch on. Great deal. What other insights would you like to share with our listeners, many of whom are medical practice managers or doctors, about getting their message out, effectively reaching the right person, and making sure they have a story that's actually worth telling to the general public? I think if they have an idea, they can easily call me or my assignment manager or someone on the assignment desk. And, you know, we can just have a pitch meeting. We can have a discussion. This is what we're thinking. And together we can mold that story and bounce ideas off of each other and say, okay, well, maybe not that, but if we add this person in, that can make it more of a well-rounded story that a reporter might want to go on. Or we could also just send the idea and then we can bounce it off with the management as well. But I think one thing, thing that I want to stress is try to build those relationships with the assignment desk, with the assignment manager, with the planning editor, and even reporters, because even if we don't necessarily like the story this time, the next idea might be something that we want to pounce on to cover for a story. I love that point, And it leads me to my last question. It's something that I refer to as getting on speed dial, because I believe that if you're a doctor or a medical expert and you're on the news three times in a row, you say yes all three times. You don't say no, you say yes all three times. And if you get on there and you do a good job, I believe the odds are the station will call you back because they know that you're easy to work with, you're reliable and you do a good job. Tell me about sort of getting on speed dial in light of the fact that you guys are so busy that you need to quickly find a good expert. I think having someone on speed dial is the most incredible thing that you could have in the news industry. On weekend coverage is lighter, our staffing is, is less. And I think if you are able to have a doctor immediately or within a few hours, be able to go on camera, do a Skype interview now since, since the pandemic, and have them talk and add insight on whatever that topic might be, it is life-changing. It just adds more content because there's so much content out there, but we're always trying to localize it. So if we could have a local doctor provide their medical expertise on whatever the subject might be, that just makes your broadcast 100 times better. So if a doctor is willing to work with the crazy news cycle 
and is willing to be available for those phone calls, then, then that should be a discussion that they have as soon as you build that relationship with the assignment desk. With some experts that I have, I, I let them know, hey, are you okay if we call you at five in the morning, if, if it's a security issue and we need you to come in for whatever the, the incident might be? And they say yes, so you know that you are gonna be able to have that person at any given moment. Shannon, if somebody's trying to connect with you or Spectrum News 13 or the newsroom to pitch a story idea or bounce an idea off your team, what's the best way for them to connect with you? They can have my cell phone number. If they need to connect with me personally, they can call me at any hour of the day and, or send me an email. But if you're trying to get in touch with the newsroom, you can contact the assignment desk. It's normally always staffed. You can send the emails. You can send us a Facebook message because our digital team is always monitoring our Facebook page, or you can just send individual people emails as well. All right, Shannon Delaney, planning editor with Spectrum News 13. Thank you so much. Those were some absolutely amazing insights you've shared with our listeners today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.